Amen. Thank you for that song service. Also want to point out that the Pierce family and the Kramer family are here today, two of our former song leaders in Brandon and Peter. So they didn't tell us they were coming today. So we could have also put them up here. They like to pop in. I want to thank all of our young men for helping lead us in worship today. Great job for everyone. It's so important that we do this, to be brought up serving our God and leading in worship. So great job for all of you. And in speaking with all the children, or most of the children this morning, they're very excited about this week. What's coming up this week? Halloween, right? And they're excited about the, children, the candy, but they're also excited about who they get to become, who they get to dress up for. So it was fun hearing about all the costumes. When I was five years old, my parents gave me a Superman costume. And that was just amazing. When I put on the cape, I could feel the superpower, the superpower strength flowing through my blood. I just felt different. And it was this one Halloween where we had gone to Grandma and Grandpa's house for lunch or for dinner right before we went out. And my grandpa always kept a ladder propped up against the roof in the back of the house for easy access. And I saw that roof. I mean, I saw the ladder. And I, I thought about something that would be cool. It was time to fly. So I ran into the house to put on that costume, put the cape on, snuck in the back, and proceeded to the top of the house. By the way, this isn't me. We had Polaroids back then, so <laughs> don't have a picture. But I proceeded to the edge of the roof, and I really, really thought that I was going to be able to fly. Well, right then, my mom and grandma came running out of the house. They ruined Halloween for me. <laughs> I got in trouble and uh, still got some candy, but they ruined my experience as Superman. Who do you want to be? It's kind of fun to think about that once a year, isn't it? To think about who we get to become. Maybe it's a superhero or a princess, a Disney character. It's fun to think about who we can be. It's kind of that way in life, too, isn't it? Where in life, we get to be anyone that we want to be. For children, you're young. You still have your life ahead of you, and you're just starting to figure out who you want to be. For the teenagers, it's a little bit more complicated, isn't it? We talked about last week. What is your brand? Who are you becoming? It can become a little tougher. And for us adults, some of us have figured out who we want to be. And some are still working on that, trying to figure out who they want to be in life. But the truth is, we've probably become a couple of different type of people, haven't we? How we are at work or school, how we are with our friends and family, and even who we've become when we're with our church family. But this morning, I don't want us to just talk about who we want to be. I want us to think about who have we been called to be by our Heavenly Father. We've been created in the image of God. We are children of God. 
In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. We've been made in the image of God, the Almighty God. What does that mean to us? How should we look? It's kind of intimidating, isn't it? The all-powerful God. And this morning, we're going to look at some attributes of God that we should be putting to action in our own lives. So the first is faithfulness. I think we would all agree that our Heavenly Father has been faithful to us. But the question is, have we been faithful to our Heavenly Father? Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. What does it look like to be faithful to God? In Daniel chapter 3, is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You remember this story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. They were three young men that were faithful to God, faithful to their Heavenly Father. But they also served under King Nebuchadnezzar. He was a tough king. And one day the king decided that he wanted to create an idol of gold. And then he made a decree that when music plays, everyone in the land, they were to bow down to this idol. So the music began to play. And everyone did exactly what they had to do. They bowed down. Everyone except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see, they were faithful to their Heavenly Father. They would only bow down to one God. So this made King Nebuchadnezzar very angry. He let them know that if you don't bow down, you're going to be placed in a fiery furnace. You're going to lose your lives. I'm going to give you another chance. Bow down and do what's expected of you. But they weren't going to do that. They were faithful to their God. And this made King Nebuchadnezzar so angry that he ordered the fire to be heated seven times of what it normally was. In fact, it was so hot that when the soldiers went to throw them in the fire, they died from the heat. And then the king was amazed because he saw four men walking around, unharmed. Not a hair on their body was stenched. And the king said, the fourth looks like a son of God. And this is a great story, isn't it? It shows the power of God. But it also shows faithfulness. How these three men were faithful to God, and how God was faithful to them. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Our Heavenly Father expects us 
to be loyal to him. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to put him number one. He wants us to offer our lives as a living sacrifice. And this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. And they did not conform. They didn't get down like everybody else was getting down. They stayed true to the living God. So let me ask the question this morning. Are we faithful to him? Now, we might not be persecuted or or thrown into a fire. But are we willing to stay faithful to our Heavenly Father? Do we live a holy life? Do we put God number one? Or is he number five or six based on what's going on? Are we committed to him in the same way that God is committed to us? If we can be faithful to God, others will see that. Others will see how we treat our Heavenly Father. Another attribute is love. God is love, right? I don't think anyone in this room could argue the fact that our Heavenly Father doesn't love us. Think for a moment about all the blessings in our lives, everything that God has given us. In 1 John 4, verse 7 through 12, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. As children of God, do we show love? Do we love one another? If we want to image God, if we want to reflect who God is, we need to show that we can love one another. John 3.16, we all know this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We know that God loves us. He sent his own Son. And we know that Jesus loves us. Jesus showed how much he loves us by dying on the cross, but he also showed how much he loves his Heavenly Father by going through with it. So we know we receive love, but how do we give love back? Do we truly love one another? It's kind of easy to love your loved ones, isn't it? Your close family, friends. It's, it's easy, but it can be hard sometimes, right? But... How harder is it to love your neighbors? Sometimes I don't really like to talk to my neighbors. But we need to love them. We've been called to love them. Now let me ask you, how hard is it to love your enemies? As Christians, as children of God, do we love our enemies? So what does love look like? How do you show love? 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. 
It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I'm going to be honest with you. If this is the def definition of love, I don't always show love. But God shows us the perfect love. Thank you, Landon. Great job at communion. Unconditional love, right? God has given us unconditional love. He has called us. If, if we are to have God living in us, we are to love. Yet what makes it so hard? Why is it so difficult for us to love other people? We have to make sure our hearts are right. We have to remain faithful to God, and we have to love as God loved us. Another attribute from God is grace. Aren't you thankful that we have grace? Grace and forgiveness. Where would we be without grace? As we all fall short. We know that God has given us grace. We know that God sent down his son to die on the cross. With that blood, we can have forgiveness of sins. Peter asked Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Maybe there were some issues going on with Peter. And he, he asked Jesus, seven times. Is that right? And Jesus told a story about the unforgiving servant. How the king wanted to collect the debts. He wanted to collect everything that was owed to him. So he went to, to a servant that owed him 100 talents, or 10,000 talents. And he asked for that back, and the servant didn't have it. So the king was going to sell him, his wife, and children to make up that money that was owed. And he got on his knees, and he pleaded. He asked for mercy. I don't have the money. Please spare my family. Please help me. And the king had mercy and forgave him of his debt. Well, then that servant went to another servant that owed him money and did the same, demanded for that money. He was probably pretty angry he didn't have much money. And that servant didn't have the money either. And he pleaded for forgiveness. However, the servant had him thrown in prison. Word got out and it went back to the king. And the king was frustrated about this. He had given mercy, yet that servant wouldn't pass on that mercy to someone else. So the king threw the servant in prison until he could pay what was owed. Think about our lives for a moment. God gives us mercy and grace. We sin, he forgives us. We sin, he forgives us. Yet, do we forgive others? Do we forgive others when they wrong us? Do we have grace on others? Or do we judge? Do we hold others accountable? Today, relationships are falling apart because people are forgetting about grace and forgiveness. We want to be the judge. We want to hold others accountable. 
Hebrews 4, 15 through 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I want you to think about something. Somebody that's wronged you, someone that's not behaving the way they should, they might need mercy. They might be going through a hard time. As Christians, if we're made in his image, if we want to show that God lives in us, if we want to be the light to the world, we must show grace and give forgiveness. We've been called to do that as children of God. So how do we reflect the image of God? We show our faithfulness to our Heavenly Father. We strive to be holy. We put God first in our lives. We show love the way God has shown love to us. We love one another. We treat everyone with love. We show the world who God is through the way that we love. And we provide grace. We forgive others. We show them that we serve a God that forgives. When we do these things, we can show that we've been made in his image. We can show the world who God is. We can be a light to the world. If you're not a Christian this, this morning, you're not showing the image of God. Let me encourage you to come forward and be baptized. If you're having a hard time with your life, if you're having a hard time putting God first, if you're having a hard time loving others, if you're struggling, come forward. Let the congregation pray for you. We talked about it in Bible class on Sunday mornings. We don't want to come forward because we don't want to be judged. But this needs to be a congregation of grace. We're here for each other because we all struggle. Let's reflect on who we want to be, but let's also think about who God has called us to be. He's called us to be his children and to live a life that's different than the world. The message is yours. Let's stand and sing the invitation song. Let's play. Dear God, thank you for the, this time of worship. Thank you for lifting up our hearts as we lifted up our praise to you. Fill us with your spirit this week as we go to school and to work. Give us people to serve and bless this week. Give us strength to do what is right. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. amen. You are dismissed. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears. Re-